This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats Podcast. 95. This is Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa. Only on Pulse 95. Pulse. Hello, Allah, and welcome to a brand new week of Life Beats with me, Sally Musa. Now, the world's largest arts and entertainment festival has just hit Sharjah over the weekend in spectacular fashion, featuring performances all over the Emirate, from Anur Island to Al Majaz waterfront to Al Qasbah. And we have all the details on all of the acts that you do not want to miss with Nobisutu Rai. She is the executive producer of the Sharjah Fringe Festival. We're going to be chatting with her next. Keep it here on Life Beats on Pulse 95. You're listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. 95. This is Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa. Only on Pulse 95. The world-famous Fringe Festival has just made its debut in the Middle East right here in Sharjah over the weekend. The Edinburgh Fringe Festival, first established back in Scotland in 1947, of course prides itself on being the world's largest arts festival where anything goes. And the festival has become such a popular platform of experimental arts that it's come to define its own brand of new and untried forms of theatre in both subject matter and style and you've got offshoots of the festival that have popped up all over the world from chicago to dublin to singapore to new zealand now with over 1100 hours of entertainment spread across 600 performances covering theater music puppetry magic dance and interactive street shows sharjah fringe is set to transform the uae's cultural heartland into a creative theatrical playground and to tell us more i am so excited to welcome to life beats nobesutu rai she is the executive producer of the sharjah fringe festival hello and welcome hello thank you so much for having me <laughs> so great to have you nobesutu this is amazing congratulations on a fantastic start Thank you so much, Celine. It's really amazing. Um, I'm so excited to be here with you. And I'm also so excited to be in Sharjah. It's amazing. You know, we are now seeing the Sharjah Fringe Festival. The Fringe Festival is so famous across the world. You know, it's interesting because what kind of prompted bringing it out here to the region, to the UAE and to Sharjah for the very first time, Nabusutu? Um, um, thank you so much for that. Um, having observed the culture of Sharjah, the question rather would be why not Sharjah? Because um, I've never seen such a warm community in my entire life. I've never seen such a community that has kids that are so happy and free. And it then became a destination of choice. It, it became that destination that definitely... Um, a fringe festival has to happen here for sure because already if you look at the landscape of Sharjah I mean uh, the beautiful uh, destinations that it has it already has a beautiful backdrop 
And the only thing that it needed was people coming from outside of Sharjah to experience the culture and to experience um, just getting to know uh, the people of Sharjah. So it definitely had to be this place. It is a stunning backdrop, right? <laughs> We're talking in Noor Island, Flag Island, Al Majaz Waterfront, Al Qasba. Unbelievable. But, you know, Nebesutu, it's, um, you're somebody who uh, not only is doing this, producing this, but you're also executive producer for the National Arts Festival in South Africa, which produces the South African uh, version of the Fringe Festival. For people who, you know, in this region, you know, we have it in Australia as well. Mm-hmm. We're, f- we're familiar with that. But for those in this region who don't really know much about the Fringe Festival, how is it different from other performance and arts festivals? So basically, the Fringe Festival is a festival that is artist-led. So as the organizers, you do not dictate to, to, uh, to artists as to what is it that they must do. They are the ones who drive their content. So Fringe Festivals differ in approach. If you look at Edinburgh, it's uh, venues that are curated by the venue owners. But in South Africa, at the National Arts Festival, we are the ones as uh, the organizers who actually curate venues. So it means when we send out a call for applications, artists do apply and we see to it that we put them in the suitable venues. Which uh, So the venues themselves, we hire the venues as the festival and we put festivals there accordingly. Um, so Fringe Festival is different and it's, it, it, it's beautiful in a sense that it has an open access approach. It does not close the door on anyone, um, whether you're doing music, whether you're doing dance, whether it's puppetry, whether it's clowning, you name it, physical theatre, it is an open door uh, uh, platform. Particularly in South Africa at the National Arts Festival, it's all about how many slots we have and how many productions uh, this 80,000 resident uh, city can hold. Um, And also, I think also here, what we've done about Charger Fringe, we've ensured that that we custom make it to the culture of the people of Sharjah. And I think this is what makes this festival really special because we we have observed the culture of Sharjah that it is a family-oriented place. So it means there is no way that you could do productions that do not uh, cater for families. So from the morning up until the evening, all our shows can be watched by the entire family. And I must say, sometimes I find myself and I find also adults enjoying bubble shows more than the kids themselves. (laughs) So I think that's the actual point why we have uh, a festival of the sort. So this one particularly has been custom made to uh, Sharjah uh, um, uh, um, residents. Yeah, I love that so much that you've really thought about it. And um, it's got to be said, though, you know, having seen some of the acts uh, in action, it is equally exciting and engaging for the adults as much as it is for the kids. And that's what makes an amazing show. If it's just fun for the kids, the parents get bored and you just don't want to be there. But, you know, this is the amazing thing. Like the, the parents are sitting there going, you know, all the adults are all just going, oh, my God, this is incredible. This is absolutely amazing. That's that, that's definitely true. I mean, an example of that would be, again, uh, me watching um, a, a bubble show at Alno Island yesterday at 8 o'clock at night. And here I was sitting there and I'm going, okay, I'm, uh, maybe I am going to enjoy the show. I'm not sure because it's a bubble show. It's for kids. It's not really for me. But I sat there and I got a lesson of geometry 
and a lot of maths lessons and as you saw the kids counting the type of bubbles that you can put together or how many bubbles that you can put together the parents were going ah because the different uh, angles that we have in geometry they were being taught that um in a bubble show and who would have thought so really um there was not a time where adults were standing outside and just waiting for the kids to enjoy the show they were there with them and they're not there to chaperone them but they were literally there to enjoy the show with them and that is what Sharjah Fringe is all about it's so fantastic we're going to come back in just a moment i want you to talk to us about uh, who we shouldn't be missing at the Sharjah Fringe um, and this is definitely one of my picks. We are going to take a listen now to a little bit of Tom Thumb and Jamie McDowell. And we are going to come back and talk about these guys and their ridiculous performance. It's live beats. Keep it here on Pulse 95. Pulse 95. 95. This is Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa. Only on Pulse 95. And we are back with Nobesutu Rai. She is the executive producer of the Sharjah Fringe Festival, exploring all of the incredible and amazing acts that you are going to be seeing. Um, Nobesutu, oh my goodness, we just left off just now um, with Tom Thumb and Jamie McDowell from Australia. We have to like let people know that what they just heard was just like one guitar and the rest was no other instruments. It was just them. That's true. So that was basically Tom Thumb's vocal cords right. <laughs> that were doing all the, I mean, the different instruments. It was just the guitar and Tom's th- Tom Thumb's um, uh, vocal cords. <laughs> so the beatboxing, the beatboxing is really amazing. And what what I like about uh, about the both of them is that I think um, previously people have said. No, that can't be coming from him, um, Tom Tam that is. So what they do during their festival, they actually say, stop, let us break it down for you. So they actually explain how they get this done and how Tom is actually doing all the beatboxing by his vocal cords basically it's so unbelievable. He's, so when Jamie explains his guitar that it goes from being a bass guitar uh, to a lead guitar you name it uh, Tom Thumb basically just takes us through quite a number of instruments using his vocal cords just unbelievable it has to be like really you have to I know we listen to it but it's nothing like seeing them live you have to see them at the festival live and uh, in fact We've got Jamie doing shows on his own, own as well for kids. Yes, that's correct. So uh, Jamie is also doing shows at Alno Island mm. on his own. And uh, he, the way he interacts with young people is something that is completely different when he's actually doing his show with uh, Tom Thumb. So you get to see, uh, I mean, uh, uh, two shades of Jamie, which is really amazing, and it also shows the versatility of our of our artists as well. Because also, if you look at the two spaces, Alma Jazz East, where they're both performing, and Alno Island, which is really an open space and such a beautiful island, by the way, I must say, I want to have my office there. Right, it just, is stunning, it's breathtaking. It is so incredibly beautiful. Now they are definitely one of the acts not to be missed at the Sharjah Fringe. We're going to take a little bit of a listen to this and this is kind of very iconic. It's iconic music. 
This is, of course, the Blues Brothers. But at the festival, we have the Black Blues Brothers. This is something that also has to be seen to be believed. Never, uh, never to Tell us more about them. Um, some of the acrobatic tricks that they do. Um, I was sitting in the front row last night and I totally don't regret that. But I think towards the end of the show, I was so tense because at all times I felt as though they're going to fall off stage and they're going to fall on me. <laughs> but because they are so beautifully trained and they're really amazing and they're seasoned artists and the discipline that they have is amazing and the way they interact with their audiences um i did not know that we have actually signed up for uh, a comic element in their production as well because they are so funny who are these young men and where do they come from and what what are they doing on stage so basically they do a lot of acrobatic uh, 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 uh moves and um i mean if if you if 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 you look at them they they do things that you wouldn't think that a normal person's body would be able to do. <laughs> and it makes you cringe because they throw each other around to a point whereby you think they're going to hit the lighting bars. But it's so well uh, uh, put together that wow. no accidents happen. And we are so happy to have them because they are part of our partnership between the Assembly. And the Assembly is um, a venue that is in, Ed- is in Edinburgh. And... Um, their manager is Ben, and we are really so happy to have them here. They are part of the six productions that have been brought to us by the Assembly. So what we want to do as the festival is to try and have as many partnerships as we have as we can with as many festivals, uh, as many French festivals across um, the world. So we have started already having those sort of partnerships. As you can see, that the Assembly, which is Edinburgh, is represented, and we have a couple of South African artists that we've hosted at the National Arts Festival in South Africa. So we are hoping that uh, the Adelaide uh, festivals, they're going to open uh, to us and have partnerships in years to come. So please, people must just come to Black Blues Brothers. They are amazing. Incredible. They're amazing to watch. Um, But, you know, and this is the beautiful thing. You've just highlighted something that, you know, each Fringe Festival isn't kind of separate from the rest. You're kind of working in partnership together and bringing these acts that are global now, you know, around the world, which is amazing. Yes, and also I think what is also amazing about the the concept Fringe Festival itself is the fact that it creates a circuit for artists to go from one festival to the other. So what festivals normally do, um, 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 sorry, what artists normally do, they normally sit down and they diarize each and every festival and when it is actually taking place. And these fringe festivals make sure that artists do have work for 365 days a year because they tour they go from one festival to another Mm. so really that's why we've got these fringes um uh, we call them fringes so festival our fringe festival artists are across the world going from one festival so we're a big family and uh with funds permitting and all sorts of other resources permitting we could potentially have uh, the global uh, community of fringe artists coming to Sharjah Fringe. 
as long as we allow this festival to grow in its organic manner because as you spoke about Edinburgh that it started in 1947 it's it's 70 odd years old so it really takes time for a brand like this to grow we are on our 46th year as the National Arts Festival and Sharjah Fringe is on its first year it's a baby festival but the way it has started I must say it has started in a manner that even us as organizers we did not think that it would get to because already it is it hasn't started locally because national arts festival started as a local festival where it only had uh, south african artists and uh, eastern cape artists but it's it kept on growing up until to what it is now but charger fringe is different because it's already an international festival covering uh, f- uh um Artists coming from South Africa, from the UK, from Australia, from the UAE, from Bulgaria, from Italy, you name it, uh, from America. So all artists are here from across the world. So this festival has become international in its very inception. It is absolutely amazing, really incredible. Uh, we're going to continue the conversation with Nobisutu in just a moment. Uh, because Nobisutu, you started out as a performer as well. Now you're in the production side of things. So we're going to talk about your background in performance, which is fascinating and fantastic. And, and I, I love the fact that you can give us an insight into what it takes to be a performer, to create you know, these incredible shows, but also to put on a production as big as the, the Fringe Festival. There is so much more to come, uh, plus more of the acts that you cannot miss. Lots more to come here on Life Beats on Pulse 95. You're listening to Pulse 95. 95. This is Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa. Only on Pulse 95. We've got your definitive guide to the Sharjah Fringe Festival. It is in its first year, but what a start. Absolutely incredible shows that are not to be missed. And with us here to tell us more is Nobisutu Rai. She is the executive producer. But Nobisutu, I love the fact that um, you have a long history and a background in performance yourself. You are a performer and now you've moved into the production side. So talk to us about kind of those two sides. You know, what does it take? What kind of skill uh, and hours of training and practice from the performers, you know, to put on a show like this and to be performing every day, multiple times a day, you know, over two, three weeks? Um, ooh, you're reminding me of my days as a performer. <laughs> <laughs> um, the amount of discipline that is needed from artists is really one that cannot be literally put into words. It just needs to be put into practice, basically. Because there are a lot of sacrifices that one needs to make. You miss a lot of dinners with families. You miss a lot of um, going out with friends and having dinners with friends. And um, your social life, basically, it does kind of take a back seat. Because the amount of discipline that is needed is really one that, uh, as I said, cannot be put into words. Um, if you look at the amount of hours that uh, artists need to n- n- need to need to focus because it doesn't only start when they are performing it starts at the preparation level mm. and uh you are preparing in a, a a rehearsal room that doesn't have audiences 
So you do all of that and then you get into the performance space and things happen because this is a live performance. Things happen and you must be always alert because anything can happen and unfortunately it is not TV so we cannot go cut and then another take. It is what it is and your improv skills must be just on point at all times while you are always alert. So there is no time for being laid back and sort of being chilled about things you always need to bring your a game um so this is what artists need to do in order for them to be able to sustain um their level of uh high artistry i would say uh because i mean there's so much competition out there if you are not going to bring your a game someone else will and you will be kicked out but this is the thing about these artists you know they're like athletes yes but they make it look so easy they make it look effortless and we think oh they're just out there having fun but they've put in yeah. so much time and effort to you know creating that show it's incredible so uh, in exactly what you're saying my a drama lecturer used to say to us when you are learning your lines for a production you learn them to unlearn them and in my first year i was like what is he saying learn my lines in order to unlearn them but now i mean over the years i've discovered what that means you learn 40 pages of 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 a worth of lines and you know this beautiful play in order for you to actually sound as if you are just conversing with someone else and you don't sound as though you are wanting to hit word for word it needs to come naturally and that is where the artistry is because i think all of us can sort of memorize lines but the artistry is making it look seamless yeah. Yes. So, uh, yeah, it, it it is like I mean, they are like athletes. You are you are you are correct. Amazing. Okay, so now you've moved into the production side of things. So talk to us about what goes into creating a show like this because people are kind of probably a little bit shocked to find out that you work year round to make one festival happen. That is correct. And uh, if I were to break that down, Um first of all it doesn't happen without a strong team. And you put on a festival as if you are in a factory, mm. a factory that um does shoes. You know, someone else is going to put the shoelaces, someone else is going to do the top, someone else is going to do the sole of the shoe and you name it. So this is what we do. It's like a conveyor belt, you know. You do your bit and you pass it on. Uh however, when you pass it on, you must always make sure that you are in the loop as to what is happening in each uh line. factory a uh, 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 line so uh we've got such a strong team um that is that that is putting this festival together we've got our technical director who is Nikki Spalding and she is absolutely amazing at what she does and that is basically um if you look at a parking space or whatever space that seems vacant and she can envisage that space being a pop-up venue where you can put up a tent where you can put up a stage where you could put up break seating and you rig lights and so you sleep today with that being a parking area you wake up tomorrow and it is a proper po- um, uh, performance space so that is what she does with her team and then there is Kate Akona and uh other people in, in in our in our company as well who make sure that our program looks amazing so we need to get photos we need to get the biographies of the artists sometimes it takes longer than we want you know because we're busy emailing back and forth so someone is behind making sure that the program itself whether it's on website or it's a hard copy it looks amazing but initially there's someone who needs to make 
make sure that they can picture this festival in terms of texture, in terms of what is it that it must look like. Hence, I said in the beginning that this festival was custom made for Sharjah audiences. So we had to sit and actually envisage what is this festival? How different is it from any other festival that we've done before? And we are going to have children's shows but how do we make sure that we don't have children's shows that look the same and also shows that are family friendly and not necessarily just child friendly right they you don't know? just look like children's shows yes. they're actually for everyone exactly yeah. so that we had to sit down and actually try and look for these productions because we sent out a call and we we, we got a number of uh, applicants uh, applying to be part of the festival but in those applicants you need to sift through and see which productions are actually suitable for this festival that you're doing. And if you don't find them, you go and headhunt. Uh, and that is also that also takes a bit of time. So that is why you put together a festival 365 days because there's also media because you need to get the word out there on time in order for people to actually know about the festival after you've done your background work. Your criteria, you know, now that you're talking about uh, sifting through all of these different acts, um, for me, for, from what I can see so far of the festival, um, you, you've got dynamic, you've got colorful, you've got exciting, you've got head-turning stuff. What is your actual criteria, like when you were going through each of the acts? So in each of the acts, what we made sure that we were able to see, first of all, is uh, a clean and slick background of the artists themselves when mm. i say that i mean they need to have quite a good track record uh, in terms of them because this is not a festival where people are trying things out this is an step as much as it's in its first year but we really wanted world-class acts we didn't want to bring any second-hand stuff so that's the first one so this is not just us trying things out this is a f an established festival in our heads and this is what we wanted to give to our audiences so that's the first one and then the second one is is this production suitable for young people and is it suitable for uh, old people, adults as well? And if, 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 if that box is ticked, we move on to the next one. The content, the content itself, what is the story saying? Is it a story that will uh, encourage children? Is it a story that parents want their children to be privy to? Mm. You know, so we put on our parent hats. Um, because we don't want stories that are going to discourage kids. We want stories that will make them want to dream oh, beyond yeah. the sky, you know. So that He's is the third that. criteria. And also, as you have said, colorfulness, playfulness, beautiful artistry. The artistry part, again, it ties in with the track record. If you are doing aerial work, it needs to be slick. It needs to be beautiful. It needs on you point. need to have. It needs to be on point. You know, um, if you're doing music, it needs to be on point. If you're doing shadow puppeting, it needs to uh, to be on point. So those are the kind of things that we're looking for. And then you go to the administrative things, as in in terms of the duration. Is it is it within the duration that we're looking for? Is it yeah. not two hours long? Um, so there are lots of shows that are happening on the street. You could literally just pass by at Al Majaz or a Qasba, Noor Island, and you'll find shows out there. But there are lots of other shows as well that are happening, you know, within uh, enclosed theatre environments as well. Tell us about some of the ones that we need to get onto the website, book and get to. Okay, so... People definitely need uh, to see Silent Legends. Ooh. Um, Silent Legends. If you are into physical theater, 
and you are into uh, beautiful lighting, I must give it up for the lighting designer of that show. It is absolutely breathtaking. Our team has done amazingly well. Um, Silent Legends, uh, it, 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 it's a company from Bulgaria and they are just amazing. So people need to see that show. And then I hate children. I just love Paul Nathan. I <laughs> love it. I hate children. Paul Nathan is from America. And, uh, he's great. He is great. I mean, he comes to the... He, yeah, he comes to the office now and again and he does a couple of tricks for us uh, in administration, which is great. So we get to, to see our own, uh, we, we get to be privy to our own uh, private show. Uh, so people really need to see I Hate Children's Show, just how he interacts with young people and the magical world of things, you know. Uh, and I like the fact that young people here in Sharjah, they challenge him uh, because sometimes they go, no, that wasn't a trick. We can see how you did that. <laughs> and he actually does it again to show them that it is magic wow. so i just love that and then we have brendan peel who does mind games and he's from south africa uh, he's a young magician as well and i think people should go out and see that and stick uh, stones broken bones shadow puppeting uh, sh shadow puppetry um people should definitely see that so basically what they do is they turn normal household um appliances into these magical things um, when you look at them from a shadowy effect. Cool. So if you see a pan, mm. uh, when you look at it from a shadow uh, perspective, it looks like something else. So it is just uh, so good for the imagination of young people. Um, and I think it's just purely entertaining for, for adults as well. And as you have mentioned, Tom and Jamie and all the productions that we have brought um, um, through the Assembly Partnership, Chores, um, Joyce. African Signatures as well. Africa, African Signatures from South Africa by Vuyani Dance Theatre. That production, I mean, besides the fact that the costume is amazing, but what that production does is it opens you up uh, to the culture of South Africa, it where we come so from beautiful. as organizers. It is so beautiful. And there is one particular dancer that I absolutely love, and he is a lesson on his own as he is dancing there, a lesson that you don't need to verbally say it to young people. He is just a walking and a dancing lesson. He has one leg. And a crutch. I saw that, and, and I was just like, "What?" He, I mean, you don't even notice that he is artistry is seamless. He is just absolutely amazing. So, which means there is nothing that, as a young person or an adult, that you cannot do if you put your mind to it. So, he is just a walking lesson, and I think people should watch African Signatures. Speaking of uh, walking lessons, you have to get down to all of these shows. Absolutely amazing. All of the uh, info is at chargefringe.com. So you can search, you can book your tickets. The, everything is under 60 dirhams. Very, very affordable. Students for less as well. Um, but we're going to come back in just a moment, uh, Nobisutu. I think it's really important to talk about, you know, your own personal story and why kids should be opened up to theatre. This is fantastic. More to come here on Pulse95. Pulse95. This is Life Beats. With Sally Musa, only on Pulse 95. Really, every kind of performance, every uh, everything that you can imagine is available at Sharjah Fringe Festival. 
I'm just checking out the 80s rewind on the website. <laughs> that looks like something that I would totally get into right now. It looks amazing. Um, Norisutu, uh, w- I wanted to come back and kind of like talk to you because we, w- something we talk about on the show quite a bit is um, why theatre matters, why theatre is important, performance is uh, important, and why is it important for kids to experience something like Sharjah Fringe? And I think that's best kind of um, illustrated through your own personal story. So talk to us about how you got into performance and what a difference it made for you. Um, Okay, so my first role as a performer was playing a puppy. And I was in my second grade at the time. And my reading wasn't so good. uh, And also I was quite an introvert um, at the time. So... I went to uh, the teacher who was in charge of the drum society and I said I wanted to be part of it. And he was like, no, it's only for grade sevens. And I was like, but I want to be part of it. And then he was like, okay, come in. So you are going to be a puppy. So I had to pant and I had to um, know how to bark and it was great. And that play was done, but I could not not go back. I just had to go back. And my parents noticed that I started becoming more assertive and I also um, started being more of uh, a leader uh, around my neighborhood because I was born in a neighborhood where uh, a lot of kids went to um, affluent schools and I went to a school that was, you know, a government school, which is quite a poor um, school, I would say. Mm. So it didn't have as much facilities as the affluent ones had. So I had inferiority complex before I attended the drama lessons or the, the drama society group. And um, slowly but surely, I had a, com- a common denominator. I had a common language that I could speak confidently with the, the, my friends who went to these affluent schools. And slowly but surely, I became this leader amongst my friends. And my parents never thought that that would happen. And this grew and I became more assertive. I was part of the debate uh, society. I was part of the quiz society. I did public speaking. And uh, so the new Minnobesutu was born. I went to high school. And when I was in high school, there was a TV program that played, which was called Backstage at the time. And it was basically a performing arts college. And I wanted to go to that college, but I didn't know if it existed in South Africa, in Port Elizabeth, where I was born. So I did my research and I found out that actually, if I want to go to one, it's in Johannesburg. But I passed my matric at 16, so I couldn't go to Johannesburg. But I ended up finding a smaller school, which is a smaller college, which uh, that's where I did my performing arts diploma uh, at and also uh, corresponded through the Trinity College of London doing my uh, speech and drama um, um, uh, qualification. So what um, theatre did for me is something that I would love it to do to each and every other kid out there. So theatre basically is not because we want kids to be actors, but we want them to get out of their shells and be able to speak their mind and be able to be assertive and have confidence and love themselves and know that they are perfect in their imperfections. And know how to express and who know they are. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So definitely Sharjah kids should get out there and they should watch all the productions. But again, I must mention this. What I've noticed about the kids of Sharjah, the parents are doing amazingly well in raising them, I must say. 
kudos to the parents <laughs> because I've seen some of the street performances that are put together by Dolphin Creative um, where I think it was Paul Nathan who said, one of the cutest kids must come to me now. And a number of kids raised their hands and they were like, I'm a cute kid. I want to participate. <laughs> and thinking back when I was their age, around 10 or 8 years, I would not have raised my hand at the time. But uh, we are already on a fertile um, soil in terms of um, kids who are assertive, kids who are confident. We just need to expose them to more theatre so that they can be empathetic human beings. But this is the way that they learn. You know, they learn without learning. You know, something like theatre, the performing arts. This is a classroom in and of itself where you don't even realise how much you're learning. And for us, even as adults, too. It's what opens us up and, and help us to helps us to see a whole new perspective. That's correct. And that is why you will find that many companies and many, many companies, uh, particularly in South Africa, which I think it is now becoming a global phenomenon where companies are actually uh, working with artists in order for them to explain the safety um, or, or, or uh, the safety features of the company in terms of they must put their safety boots on, they must put their goggles on, they must put their earplugs. So they do what is called industrial theatre because it has been discovered that instead of standing there and teaching people, whether it's adults or kids, that you must put your safety boots on, you must put your goggles on, you must put your earplugs on, it's better if you do a theatrical production of about 30 minutes, show it to the to, to, to staff members and things will change. They will start putting their earplugs on because they can relate to the characters that they would have seen on stage because they assimilate those characters to themselves in their lives. It becomes immersive. Exactly. Yeah. Fantastic. Exactly. Oh my goodness. We could keep going because there is so much uh, at Charger Fringe. How do people get more details? How do they get their tickets? How do they get down there? Okay, so first of all, uh, our website, as you have mentioned, is www.chargerfringe.com. So they can go there and they can book their tickets online. However, if they just want to drive or walk to a box office, we do have a box office at Al Kasbah. And we've got volunteers, which is thank you so much to Sharuk for providing those for us. They are really amazing, amazing volunteers. Shout out to them. Um, so you will. there is a box office at Al Kasbah and there's also another box office at, at box office at Alma Jazz and we also have signage on the floor that will tell you where the venues are and if you see people walking around with blue lanyards that have tags you must know that is a Charger Fringe staff member and they should be able to tell you anything we are infesting Ooh, Charger yes. right now I love it oh my gosh uh, what an absolute joy and a pleasure it is to have you with us here on Life Beats and we're so excited. Thank you for being here in Sharjah. Thank you for putting this on and we cannot wait to get out there. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you to the listeners and most of all, more than anything in the world, thank you to Sharuk for yes. trusting us to put on this festival as the National Arts Festival and Dolphin Creative. Shout out to Sharuk. Incredible. Let's keep on doing this. Incredible. Get down there. Be part of it. There is so much to enjoy. And do not forget, every day this week on Yellow Home, we are going to be featuring a different act from the Sharjah Fringe Festival tonight. I am very pleased to say it is going to be Tom Thumb and Jamie McDowell oh! who are going to be on the show with Yalla Home. Do not miss it. Absolutely awesome. Lots more to come here on Life Beats in the second hour. This is Pulse 95.
Tune in live every weekday from 10am.